ప్రేమ స్వరూపులారు ఎంబాడిమెంట్స్ ఆఫ్ లవ్ శాంతిని లోపల ఉన్నది కానీ బయట లేదు పీస్ ఇస్ విత్ ఇన్ నాట్ అవుట్ సైడ్ అవుట్ సైడ్ నో పీస్ ఓన్లీ పీసెస్ డియర్ లిస్నర్స్ సైరామ్ అండ్ గ్రీటింగ్స్ ఫ్రమ్ ప్రశాంతి నిలయం Welcome to our radio program Outside Inside Deep Inside This is a segment of Radio Sai's Thursday Live hosted by Bishu Prashti and today's episode was first broadcast on 21st November 2019 Have a listen please Dear listeners, Sairam from Prashantinilayam. And it is truly the most happening place on the planet today if you are in Prashantinilayam and you see the concourse of devotees. You are thrilled to see the glory of Satya Sai. It is November 21st, 2019. Just two days left for the 94th birthday of Bhagavan. And every day, you feel that a new chapter of bhagwan's mission is unfolding on the morning of 20th november the shri satya sai seva organizations of india launched the shri satya sai tribal development program wherein they want by the 100th birthday of bhagwan to penetrate into every tribal region of india and look after their needs it was a very moving presentation of how the tribals live the life of simplicity and have so much to teach us you had beautiful performances dances by the tribals from tamil nadu andhra pradesh chatisgarh swami always loved gram seva he loved when the people who are in need people who are deprived of life's comforts who are deprived of the basic needs of life are taken care in the evening yesterday we had a program wherein the shri satya sai vahini swadhyaya was launched after a presentation on the importance of bhagwan's written word the vahinis which bhagwan wrote for 26 years from 1958 to 1984 now the organization is venturing on this study circle program focused on the satyasai vahinis and that was a decision that was taken last evening in the cyclone hall this morning 21st november 2019 you had the lakshartana program wherein you had hundreds of devotees joining in in doing the ashtotra Sahasranama, thousand and eight names of Bhagavan. As they chanted, they placed rice. And there was this beautiful talk on how Bhagavan always wanted us to do seva, not through resources collected by asking someone, but resources aggregated by restricting our desires. And that was so beautifully conveyed this morning, the rice was, that you use for worship is the rice that you eat every day you take a little bit from that and keep it aside to serve someone else who is hungry 
that was the beautiful sentiment with which bhagwan started the seva program as well as the sealing on desires and that is what was reflected this morning in cyclone hall as the talk on narayan seva happened followed by the lakshasthana program there is more coming in the next two days this evening the 21st november 2019 evening there's going to be beautiful talks on start the day with love fill the day with love end the day with love tomorrow is the convocation of shri satyasai institute of higher learning and then comes the big day the 94th birthday of bhagwan a precursor to the mega offering of 95th birthday one year from now everyone is only looking at that big day and this birthday is a little step towards that big milestone and then will come the grand milestone of bhagwan's 100th birthday you can see how bhagwan is guiding so many you can see how bhagwan is slowly building a momentum of love a momentum of service a momentum of purity that is what you see in prashanti that is how sublime it is to be a part of bhagwan's mission that is how exhilarating it is to be in the support of supreme peace prashanti i always feel is a yagnam it is a sacrifice it's a sacrificial fire into which purity is poured every single day from the beautiful hearts that serve here the beautiful hearts that come here and the beautiful hearts that carry this love wherever they go and over the years we have seen so many who have poured their time their energy their inspiration their everything into the sacrificial fire so that prashanti is ever vibrant ever effulgent ever glowing and ever growing into that beautiful fire of love and as i shared with you about the lives of these beautiful souls i told you the story of mr ramon rao who lived for 100 years and more i showed you i also told you the story of mr pant again someone who celebrated his centenary birthday and still going strong serving in the shanti bhavan and after that i began the story of mr ramon rao and mr ramon rao is someone who was among the first few sevadal of the shri satyasai seva organizations and until the ripe age of 91 he was serving bhagwan in various capacities later on becoming the editor of telugu sanatan sarathi but before that he was the head of the sevadal movement in india and swami never wanted him to leave that post even when he was 85 that is the love that bhagwan had for mr ramon rao that is the relationship that existed between this great servitor and the divine master in the last few episodes i have been sharing with you the story of this great soul i told you in the previous two episodes about how he got involved serving during the summer courses which used to be held in the brindavan campus of bhagwan's 
college 72 73 those were the times when bhagwan used to allow students from all over india to participate in the series of lectures and extracurricular activities aimed at inculcating the sacred tenets of indian culture and spirituality into young hearts and minds and during this period mr raman rao used to come along with his team of brothers from hyderabad to serve the students they were the ones who were in charge of looking after the breakfast the lunch and dinner of all the participants of the sri satyasai summer course which always happened in the months of april or may in the previous episode i shared with you how it was during the summer course in 1972 that bhagwan's mother the divine mother ishwaramma merged at his lotus feet and on that occasion how bhagwan gave such a huge responsibility of taking care of the final journey of the divine mother to mr raman rao today i will continue with these stories of summer course during the third week of summer course 1972 as the sevadals along with mr raman rao were serving the students looking after their meal sessions there was a complaint of diarrhea for 10 students for 2 days dr hegde a very ardent devotee then used to look after the health of the students and dr hegde informed bhagwan about the fragile health of 10 students and bhagwan came along with dr hegde and personally inspected the cleanliness of the vessels of the plates of the kitchen the dining hall some could have asked anyone else to do it but look at the compassion of bhagwan he wanted to personally come and check how hygienic are the places where the food is cooked where the food is served where the vessels are stored and when bhagwan was satisfied then bhagwan asked about the food again so the students used to be served curds during the lunch time and buttermilk during dinner they used to be served sambar along with rice and that day swami saw sambar being served to some students and these students were asking for a second helping of the sambar and dr hegde saw this and informed swami about it and when bhagwan emerged after inspecting everything from the dining hall swami called mr raman rao and said ramana serve sambar only one scoop serving more than one scoop of sambar is the reason for diarrhea so it is better you limit the serving of sambar to just one full scoop this was bhagwan's clear direction this was the diagnosis and the remedy of bhagwan and so announcement was made during the lunch time that as per the doctor's advice sambar would be served limited to only one ladle full so all the sevadal volunteers also were instructed to serve in this manner the students were informed about this decision and interestingly from that day 
there were no cases of diarrhea even if some student asked for a second helping they were politely told that it is better to restrict to that one full spoon of sambar now in the last week of the summer course professor vk gokak the vice chancellor came once to the hostel during the lunch hours and he was doing a surprise check and when he was moving in the lines and he saw that one student was having rice on his plate and he was sort of playing with that rice so professor gokak asked him what do you want and the boy said sir i need sambar and professor gokak was not aware of this restriction on second helping of sambar which had come directly from bhagwan so he just called a volunteer and said serve this boy more sambar now this volunteer who was holding the bucket of sambar did not know what to do from behind of professor kokak mr raman rao indicated to this volunteer to just leave the bucket of sambar there and go into the kitchen and that volunteer understood the gesture of mr raman rao and quietly went inside professor goka continued walking along the lines and after a while he came back to that spot and he now wanted to check if his order was followed so he asked the student did you get your second helping of sambar and the boy said sir um, i did not get sambar but no problem i am managing with rasam and when the vice chancellor heard this he was in a fury he felt where is that volunteer column he felt how dare someone not follow the instruction of the vice chancellor so seven or eight volunteers rushed forward and they asked sir um, what do you want sir and he said no not you not you not you he wanted to see that particular volunteer who had been disobedient so he called mr raman rao and he said how many volunteers are there and he said raman rao sir sir we are 20 actually they were 21 including raman rao sir but he said sir we are 20 he said line them all up i want to see each one of them so mr raman rao joined that group and it was 20 volunteers standing in front of the vice chancellor and the vice chancellor now screened each one of them very closely and said okay not you not you not you and he was saying it is a blatant instance of indiscipline to disregard my instructions and when he could not find that person he just went very angrily as he walked out of the door he was saying that i'm going to tell swami about it Mr Ramondra was trying to tell something to him excuse me sir whatever we are doing is the instruction of swami of the doctors he was trying to say but he was no mood to listen he said don't tell me all these stories i'm going to tell swami now and he just went away in a huff so now mr ramondra rao did not know what is going to happen he knew swami was immensely fond of professor gokak now mr raman rao was thinking probably swami will now take me to task for defying the orders of professor gokak maybe he will ask me to apologize to him and then he was thinking did i do the right thing i told a lie 
I asked that volunteer to go out and I said that we are 20 even though including me we are 21 what punishment will Swami give me for conveniently hiding the truth so with that mental agony and that worry Mr. Raman Rao and that volunteer they could not really have the lunch they were very concerned about what is going to happen because they knew that Professor Gokak will definitely go and tell Swami and we never know how Swami will react so difficult to predict Bhagwan, you never know what will be Bhagwan's reaction reaction to any situation. He is a multidimensional being. Exactly at 3.45 p.m. that day, when Bhagwan was coming down the stairs, when he reached the last step, Mr. Raman Rao and his volunteer, they just went and fell at Bhagwan's feet and just followed Swami till Bhagwan came and sat in the chair. And Swami asked, what happened? What happened? As if he's not aware. Bhagwan is always like that. He will pretend he knows nothing. And so very curiously, Swami said, no, tell me what happened. And so Mr. Raman Rao narrated the sequence of events. So Swami then asked, so you did not serve one more helping to that boy? And Raman Rao sir said, no, Swami. Actually, Swami, I asked this volunteer to go away and even had to tell a lie to Professor Gokak that we are only 20. We all stood in the line, but he was very unhappy, Swami. Swami heard the entire story from Mr. Raman Rao and Swami said, Don't worry, Ramana, he will not come again. He will not come once more to these sessions. And from that day, Professor Gokak did not visit the dining hall during lunch hours till the summer course ended. And look at the mercy of Bhagwan, the reward that Bhagwan gives when you follow his instructions to the T. Swami immediately sent 21 apples through a student for all the volunteers. You walk the path of truth and I am there with you. I will stand behind you like a rock if you follow my instructions. Don't ever be scared. You put God first. Put the Chancellor of the Universe first before you consider the Vice Chancellor of the University. If you have God first and if you are clear about implicitly following the instructions of Bhagwan. Be rest assured that he will not only come to your rescue, but he will go to any extent to stand by you and then overwhelmingly reward you. Because truth always is happy. Truth is not complicated. Truth is loved by God. Because truth is God's second nature. Because truth in fact, is God, as Bhagwan always says. And that is why when we sing the praises of the Divine Mother's compassion, we adore her as the Satya Swarupini, as the one who is the embodiment of truth. Satya Swarupini Ma Sai Prema Swarupini
परमानंद दायिनी हृदय निवासिनी 
So as the summer course ended 1972 Mr Raman Rao was about to leave for Hyderabad loaded with bhagwan's blessings and gifts just then Swami called him near and said Ramana if you come so often i will get a bad name every time you come you stay here for weeks together people will think this person is leaving all his office work and domestic responsibilities and spending time in prashantinilayam so mr ramandrao said swami i work very hard swami i work very hard to complete my office work and only then i come swami said you better look after your office work well and take care of the sevadals in hyderabad don't come before for the next festival come only for dasara this was summer course in the month of may so don't come for guru purnima next you are coming only during september october only for dasara swami said you have my blessings this is my order so mr raman rao said okay swami and he offered pranam chat bhagwan's lotus feet returned to hyderabad weeks passed by and it was the time for guru purnima festival Suddenly, the state president of Andhra Pradesh, Mr. Prasad Rao, then came to Mr. Raman Rao's house and he said, "I want you to do an important job for me." He said, "Sir, why did you come to my house? You could have called me." He said, "No, no, this is very, very important job. You have to travel to Puttaparthi in my car tomorrow afternoon." and immediately ramon rao said sir i just cannot do this swami has ordered me not to go to puttaparthi till dasara but the state president said you don't understand this is a very very important job you have to take this vvvip he is such an important person swami knows that this person is arriving at prashantinilayam and i want you to take him because i would have gone myself but i am unable to go because of another engagement i will write a letter to swami explaining the circumstances and i will tell him that i am sending you along to escort this vvip to prashantinilayam you don't worry you just do what i say now mr raman rao did not know what to do because shri vidhi prasad rao was the state president of satyasai organizations andhra pradesh he tried to plead with him and say sir that was swami's order if i go before dasara i will be beheaded sir i will arrange another person to go to accompany this important dignitary but mr prasad rao did not agree he said you don't understand he is such an important person he'll be very useful also for bhagwan's mission his organization this is such an important responsibility you are the head of the sevadal because i am not going he has to go along with a very senior person and i don't think anybody else is better suited to do this job than you swami will be very happy if you do this don't worry now when the state president was so persistent 
Mr. Raman Rao did not know what to do. So the next day at 11 a.m., he started for Prashant Nilayam along with this dignitary in the car of Mr. Prasad Rao. He reached Prashant Nilayam by 6 p.m. in the evening. At that time, Swami in that evening was supervising the construction of the domes on the terrace of the Prashant Nilayam Mandir. We are talking about 1972. So from the terrace of the Mandir, Swami saw Mr. Raman Rao and his dignitary arrive Puttaparthi and immediately Swami told Professor Kasturi and another servitor of Bhagwan Patel, Mr. Patel, some instructions. So immediately Professor Kasturi and Mr. Patel came down and Professor Kasturi very warmly welcomed the dignitary and he said, Swami is very happy that you have come. And he said, Mr. Patel will show you the room where you have to stay. You may please take rest this evening. Tomorrow morning, Bhagwan will grant you darshan and audience. So, after the dignitary was sent to his guest house, Sri Kasturi then came to Mr. Raman Rao and said, Why did you come against Swami's order? Swami has been tolerating patiently your misbehavior. Swami is very unhappy. You just have to return to Hyderabad at once. Don't even stay here a minute longer. If Swami finds you once again in Prashantinilayam, if He sees your face one more time now, you will never be allowed to set your foot in Prashantinilayam. Better you just quit immediately. And so, Mr. Raman Rao rushed to the bus stand, got into the bus which was ready to start for Dharmavaram and he reached Hyderabad next morning at 9.30. And in his mind, he was thinking, why did I do this? I tried to tell Mr. Prasad Rao, this is against Bhagwan's instructions, but what to do? Anyway, he was now back at his home and in fact, his wife also looked at him with disbelief because his wife thought, why did he go to Parthi when Swami had told him not to go? So, to pacify his wife, again, Mr. Raman Rao had to spin a story and he said, I had to take this dignitary. So, I went up to Dharmavaram and I found a Sevadal who will take him to Puttaparthi because he knew that if he told his wife that he went to Parthi and met Swami, she will obviously be very unhappy and say, why did you disregard Bhagwan's instruction? That is so simple. When Bhagwan says, do this, just do this. But then, what was done was done. So, Mr. Raman Rao did not go for any other occasion and he was just waiting for Dasara to arrive. He went to Prashantanlim for Dasara and Swami did not look at him. Swami did not talk to him. His presence was not acknowledged at all. So he returned to Hyderabad very unhappy. He went for Bhagwan's birthday celebrations. He used to be very involved in so many service activities. He was doing his work, doing the seva, whatever he used to always do. But when it came to Bhagwan's physical presence, Swami always avoided him. It was as if he was transparent 
wherever he was with whomever he was so mr raman rao did not know how to tell swami how to ask his forgiveness he returned to hyderabad after the birthday celebrations and hoped maybe a new chapter will open during shankranti the festival of pongal but it was the same sad story and now mr raman rao was just waiting when will this separation end shivaratri arrived and by this time everyone knew that swami for some reason does not like mr raman rao because wherever he sits swami just turns his face in fact it became so obvious that no one would sit around mr raman rao in the darshan line because they know that swami will just avoid that area you almost feel like you're an untouchable no one wants to talk to you no one wants to be next to you if god distances you you are nobody in this world if god calls you near you are the star for the world so this treatment from bhagwan continued if at all someone sat next to mr raman rao swami would talk to that person grand padmaskaram but ensure that mr raman rao does not get any chance of interaction with him of course mr raman rao also was very careful he knew that those were testing time so he would be within his limits he would never do anything which he thought could potentially upset swami in fact if swami saw that anyone was talking to raman rao swami would actually chide that person caution that person and tell don't have anything to do with him imagine <laughs> the test that bhagwan was putting raman rao sir through so now it was common knowledge that mr raman rao has definitely committed some cardinal sin and people not only in puttaparthi everywhere people in hyderabad people in the sai circles everyone knew that swami does not like mr raman rao and look at the greatness of raman rao he never went to the state president prasad rao and say all this is happening because of you sir you sent me against bhagwan's instructions and that is the reason why bhagwan has distanced himself from me if only you had allowed me to not break swami's instructions my life would not have been so miserable today he did not go and tell anything to mr prasad rao april 1973 bhagwan came to shivam that was when the inauguration of this lingam abode of bhagwan happened 11th april 1973 it was on the ugadi day the telugu new year's day in fact bhagwan went on so many years later on on the anniversary of this hallowed abode in hyderabad then the capital of the city the state of andhra pradesh in fact mr prasad rao called mr raman rao a few days prior to this event and he said you don't worry i will take you with me to swami and at an opportune moment you can just grab swami's feet and fall at his feet and tell swami please forgive me i don't know what mistake i have committed i will not repeat it again 
and you can beg his pardon once that is done swami will melt and everything will be fine but mr raman rao said no sir don't worry about me i have no problem now i am going to prashant nilam for every festival as i used to go and i am having swami's darshan they say darshanam papanashanam when you have the darshan of the lord your sins get nullified i am having that blessing sir that is okay for me if that is what i deserve i am perfectly fine with it so he politely refused any mediation from mr prasad rao for his sorry state of affairs now mr prasad rao did not know what else to do to bring mr raman rao back into the quote and good good books of swami so when bhagwan was in hyderabad and when swami inaugurated his abode mr raman rao just kept to himself in the back on the day of bhagwan's departure swami was granting padmaskaram to all the sevadals who had worked tirelessly for the construction of this holy abode swami was giving prasadam a laddu to each one of the sevadal members so mr raman rao was standing at the end of the line swami granted padmaskaram to each person and to the person who was standing next to raman rao swami told that person all of you can come for the summer course seva swami said all of you the 20 of you who usually work come to bindavan for the summer course so swami mentioned 20 generally it was 20 as i mentioned plus mr raman rao so he didn't know whether swami was telling that he was not needed he was not required and not only that while returning swami meticulously avoided to grant padmaskaram to mr raman rao but even as he left suddenly a laddu flew over his neighbor's shoulder and fell on his lap that is the leela of sai krishna even when he is not talking to you you know that he is loving you even when he is putting through the test you know that he is only adding taste to your life even when he is putting you in tricky situations you know that that also is an occasion for celebration because the lord's eye is constantly on you the lord is always concerned about the one who needs help who is going through a difficult time his concentration is always on that child who needs help sometimes he will put us through these situations so that we become stronger so that we become wiser so that we are better positioned to face the future challenges of life so for the summer course of 1973 20 sevadals as usual went to Vrindavan from Hyderabad and Mr Raman Rao also joined them that laddu that fell on his lap gave him some encouragement and courage to be part of the sevadal team and he loved seva seva was like his oxygen that is what Mr Raman Rao was so he was there serving the students once again 
and there were three counters during these dining sessions and each counter was manned by five volunteers and he knew that if he was near any of these counters then somi perhaps may not come near that counter so so he chose to be lost in serving he wanted to be one of the five and not on the edges so that if somi wants to avoid him he can very easily avoid him the summer course was completed and all the sevadals lined up for the gift of padmaskaram which bhagwan always granted the sevadals one student came and he started distributing vibhuti packets to all the members who had worked serving the students for the whole month and somi also presented clothes shirt and pant pieces plus money in an envelope for stitching charges and as each sevadal member was taking padnamaskaram of bhagwan one by one mr raman rao again was sitting at the end of the line so swami gave that cloth packet to the one sitting by his side when it came to him swami just turned away his face and moved forward but suddenly again a packet of cloth just landed on his lap swami threw that packet over his neighbor's shoulder look at the mischievousness of bhagwan how much ever he made distance you you know that he loves you intensely but mr raman rao did not have the fortune of touching bhagwan's feet but he received the packet heavenly packet from bhagwan so the summer course ended 1973 he returned home then was the festival of guru purnima swami had not spoken to him now for close to a year in the earlier years mr ramunda used to be the one who used to hold the silver vessel with the sacred water consecrated water which swami used to distribute to all the devotees but that year that opportunity went to another devotee mr ramunda sat in the line of devotees and bhagwan came and himself served with the spoon this consecrated water into the cupped hands of all the devotees when it came to raman rao sir swami just sprinkled a little onto his hand and did not even look at him but mr raman rao sir was fine the thought that swami is so interested in me that he only wants to avoid me that thought used to give him a lot of satisfaction okay swami you don't want to talk to me but i know that you are so keenly observing me so as to avoid me which means your eyes are on me your thoughts are on me you are only pretending to avoid me swami you are actually looking at me all the time so that's what used to console him during shivratri of that year he had been given that room to stay in prashantinilayam west 1b27 and that enabled him to visit prashantinilayam frequently so after guru purnima during the time of mid august there was a long weekend there were four consecutive holidays because you had august 15th which is independence day and mr raman rao sir thought how nice it would be to go and spend time with bhagwan in whitefield where swami was then in prindavan so he went to mr purushottam who was a member of the sikandarabad sai organization and there were two other friends 
who were also going for Bhagwan's darshan. So he joined them, and they went to Bengaluru, hired a hotel in the city. I'm talking about early 70s. There were no accommodation facilities in Brindavan, and every day after they finished their breakfast, they would pack their tiffin and come to Brindavan for darshan. Now, even though Bhagwan was not talking to him, Raman Raman Rao said, "Was fine, just looking at Swami." Now these three friends, they would never sit around Raman Rao sir because they know that Raman Rao sir is for the moment an untouchable. Because they knew that Swami will not come near them. On the third day, Swami blessed these three devotees. Swami gave them padmaskaram. On the fourth day, all of them departed to Hyderabad, and now Mr. Raman Rao sir was alone in Pandavan. and that morning when bhagwan came swami suddenly looked intensely at mr raman rao but did not say anything that was quite a moment after more than an year swami was looking at him intensely eye to eye the eyes met after probably 14 15 months and mr raman rao now was feeling so elated it was like a shower of rain on his parched heart so he thought maybe swami will talk to me now it does not matter if swami scolds me but if he talks to me that is enough whatever i have to go through probably this is what i deserved it i didn't implicitly obey his instruction and there is no explanation ever for violating the god's command so as bhagwan was returning to his abode in Brindavan when the darshan concluded swami called one of the sevadal members who was walking behind him and swami said something to that person and this sevadal member came running to mr raman rao and said are you raman rao from hyderabad he said yes he said swami wants to talk to you go inside so mr raman rao now caught up treading long strides he reached bhagwan but still he was very cautious he was 30 feet behind swami and he walked slowly because you don't know how swami will react swami crossed the brindavan main gate and still he stood there he didn't want to go unless there was a clear instruction that he can go inside swami instructed the sevadal to allow him into his abode so he followed swami and once they came inside bhagwan's residence the sevadal volunteer kept the letters in his hand on the table adjacent to swami's chair and he with you now swami sat in the chair and swami looked at raman rao and said come here so mr raman rao went closer to swami with folded hands now swami asked why have you come now and mr raman rao did not know what to say swami said tell me why have you come and raman rao sir said swami there were four consecutive holidays swami swami said that i know but why have you come and raman rao sir had absolutely no answer he just was silent then swami said what did your wife say when you told her that you are going to whitefield and mr raman rao did not know again how to respond swami said didn't she ask you why are you going now is there any duty that swami has asked you to do now what is the purpose of your visit and mr raman rao sir said yes swami 
and he was also stunned the way Swami was referring to what his wife had just told before he started for this trip. And now Swami is saying, you tell me, why have you come? And Mr. Raman Rao said, Swami, I have come for your darshan, Swami. And now Swami is saying, you have been so close to Swami for so long. Still, if you could not see Swami within your heart, you coming any number of times is useless. Isn't it? And Mr. Raman Rao again was at a loss for words. Swami said, it means that you have not understood work is worship, duty is God. At least when your wife questioned about the visit, this should have dawned on you. And now, Mr. Raman Rao again had no clue how to answer these questions. He came for darshan. And then Swami said, look Ramana, Swami is getting a bad name because of you. You have so many responsibilities, domestic, official, social, sevadal duties. You leave all these to the wind and you come here every now and then for Swami's darshan. Will not others feel that Swami tolerates indiscipline? You tell me, will they think like that or not? Swami said, yesterday was Independence Day. Day before yesterday was Sunday. And both of these days, the college was on a holiday. Did you take time out and go and see your sons, Sagar and Kumar? They are studying here. Did you have any time for them? And Raman Rao sir said, Swami, they are under your loving care, Swami. So, I didn't think it is any necessary for me to meet them. Swami said, don't you think they will be yearning to see you? Don't you think they will be happy to talk to their father? If you had gone and told your wife that you met the sons, how happy she would have felt. And then Swami said, your daughter now is of marriageable age. Are you looking for any alliances? And Raman Rao sir said, Swami, she's in the final year of her graduation, Swami. I will start after she finishes. Swami said, Your father is looking for matches for your youngest sister. Your father, because of his advanced age, is worried. Now listen, you better finalize the match. I will perform the marriage of your daughter. You look for a suitable match for your daughter. I will perform the marriage of your daughter. I will also perform the marriage of your sister and this will happen in Puttaparthi in December. Once the final year examinations of your daughter can be written after the marriage, that is in March, we will finish the marriage before that. Don't worry, she will pass in first class. You go and consult your wife, fix a match by the time you come for Tessara, Swami said. And Raman Rao sir said, Yes, Swami. And he asked, Can I take Padmanaskar, Swami? Swami said, yes. Now tell me, what are you going to tell your wife? Swami, I will tell that I got Padmanaskar, Swami, Swami. Swami said, Dunnapota, won't you tell her that I asked you to look for a match for your daughter? He said, yes, Swami, I will surely tell that. So this is how Bhagwan tested Mr. Raman Rao. He made him go through the grind so that he learns this lesson that you should never ever in any circumstance disobey Swami but at the same time since his heart was for Bhagwan, since his concentration was only on Bhagwan, since he always was focused on doing Bhagwan's work and nothing else mattered for him nothing else was important for him look at the way 
Bhagwan now took up the responsibility of his family. He is thinking, he is telling, go and see your sons, go and look after your sister, go and take care of your daughter's future. That is the love of Bhagwan. No matter what, if we are focused, if we are pure, if we are only interested in doing his work, all our work will become his work. That is the beautiful story of every servitor of Bhagwan. In fact, this story continues in the coming episodes of Outside Inside, Deep Inside in this series, Beacons of Prashantanilam. I'll share with you very, very lovely instances of this relationship and this story also of his daughter's marriage continues. We will bask in that in the coming episode of Beacons of Prashantanilam. Thank you so much for being with me through this beautiful journey. As always, if you have any queries, you can write to listener at radioside.org. You can also send us your comments to our WhatsApp number 9393-258-258. Thank you so much and Jai Sai Ram. Embodiments of love. Peace is within, not outside. Outside, no peace, only pieces. Sai Ram. You just heard an episode of our radio program Outside Inside Deep Inside This was a segment of Radio Sai's Thursday Live hosted by Bishu Prashti and today's episode was first broadcast on 21st November 2019 Dear listeners we hope you like this program please send us your feedback by either email or whatsapp Our email ID is listener at sssmediacenter.org and our WhatsApp number is 9393-258-258. Thank you and loving Sai Ram from Prashanti Nilayam. <laughs>